Well, hello and welcome back to the Middlemen podcast. And whilst there's only a week until the FIFA World Cup, there's plenty of boxing in between now and then. And we can start by going up north. We'll go up to Liverpool first and then we'll head over to Manchester. And we'll start in Liverpool with Natasha Jonas, who's had an unforgettable year, really. She's about to headline a card for the first time. Although it's said online she's not headlining Ricky Hatton's card. I'm pretty sure she is in that Ricky Hatton's exhibition uh, is separate to that. So... Jonas, already the WBO and WBC light middleweight champion, 38 years old. Um, she looked to win a third title in nine months, which is so impressive. She faces uh, Marie-Yves uh, Guerre. I think that's how you say her name. No idea. Um, uh, she's only lost to Clarissa Shields. So it's at the Manchester Arena. Um, Jonas has had a great year. She knocked out uh, Chris Namus in February. She unified the division in September over Patricia Barkholt. And this is a huge fight for a Max. And it, again, like we always say, it's British boxing at its absolute best. British female boxing at its absolute best. Yeah, for sure. Um, great, great attempt at that name. I don't think I could do any better there. there. <laughs> um, but, I mean, as, as you said, what a fantastic year for her. Really, even though Clarice year, she's really kind of stamped the name on the board for best women's boxer of, of 2022, as you said. Third world title in nine months. That never happens no kind of achievement happens like that with with the guys um with, with the boxers nowadays so for her to do that is a crazy achievement and um yeah let's let's hope she brings another title home well she's overlooked i think like we're going to talk about sunny edwards later i think jonas is just is really overlooked um and, and i think as well massive fights await for her in 2023 if jonas can continue her winning streak and, and whether that's an undisputed fight with Terry Harper, who you interviewed a while back, who's the newly crowned WBA champion, um, who she's already drawn with, I, I believe. Um, so, so whether that's that's a fight for her or, or Katie Taylor, perhaps, who, if you cast your mind back, she lost to Katie Taylor in the Olympics when she was the first ever female boxer for Team GB. A really bright future ahead if she wins this fight. And if she doesn't, then it's the, the other side of that coin. She's old. How old did I say she was? Um, yeah, she is 38, so if, 38, she do- yeah. if she doesn't, then I suppose she's looking at the other side of, of of what happens when you get to that age. Yeah, exactly. She's kind of like a, a women's George Foreman, if you will, just uh, really come on, like, come in probably to her best form late, late on in her career, um, five years after people think about retirement, you know. Um, but people hit their peaks at, at different times, and, um, you know, she been great form as you mentioned the olympics and and she's been a former world champion in in other divisions as well throughout her career but you know she's really um really making a name for herself with with what she's done in this new weight division at her her age uh, right now so as you were saying huge matchups to be um in next year i think it's it's tough as, as with her age it's like you know if if she does go winning when she loses, she's got that kind of father time to, not excuse, but it is just a valid reason at, at 38 years um, of age to say, you know, I, I, I tried to really go for glory, but my, my body didn't uh, my body didn't hold up as much as my heart did. So that's natural, but that doesn't mean that because that's a possibility that she doesn't deserve uh, these big fights. She's, you know, on a, on a mission to clean out this... Uh, super welterweight, light middleweight division, and, and she's doing well um, in, in a mission so far. So, yeah, she uh, definitely deserves these names going into next year, and hopefully she can get it, uh, you know, a, 
rematch basically a, a trilogy fight with uh, Katie Taylor because she lost to her uh, as an amateur as and an as a pro. Yeah. So f- for third fight, maybe even a win. Wow, could could you imagine? Uh, even even Terry Harper, I think, you know, when they fought back in 2020, I think uh, at um, the Matchroom Fight Camp, I thought, I th- and I think everyone was. T- we want an immediate rematch. We don't want these girls fighting anyone else but each other in their next match. But their careers have gone, you know, different. Um, both of them have, have seen a loss since then. And both of them have, um, you know, respectfully put on the pounds to uh, to climb new divisions and see success in uh, in new weight class as well. So I, now, uh, or if Jonas goes on to win this coming fight, if she has Harper next... I think that is actually the best time for them to have their rematch. Although I thought that a couple of years back, I thought now would be a great time. But, you know, as we were discussing about age, Terry Harper has, has that age to her advantage. I think yeah. 25, 26, uh, might be younger than that. But I think I said she's 24 for a couple of years now. So uh, she, she must be older. Um, and, and she does have that on her side. But what a fight uh, their, their first one was. And I think it will only be better in... Uh, in a, the light middleweight division. Yeah, I'm really interested to see how she does. And, and you said it there about age. We'll talk about Fraser Clark later. If anyone's going to show that age doesn't matter, then it's Fraser Clark. Um, we'll, we'll also talk about Ricky Hatton. He's clearly not bothered about getting in the ring at his age, but that, that's a bit different. Um, but no, I, I like her a lot, <laughs> Natasha Jonas. I think she speaks a lot of sense and she's very similar to Sonny Edwards. She just lets her results and her fights talk. She lets her fists do the talking and in boxing, uh, often oh, boxing is about characters no doubt about it boxing is about personality and she has that but she doesn't let it overtake things she doesn't let it rule rule her kind of public persona and, and speaking of Sonny Edwards back in action this weekend as well so uh, there is so much boxing uh, to look forward to if you're watching on Saturday night and um, he's the IBF flyweight world champion he's undefeated in 18 fights he's regarded as one of if not perhaps the best fighter in the uk it's a big shout but some will definitely go for it um but you know a lot of people aren't that keen on him i think steve mudbunt said he's the, the forgotten man in boxing i know he's had his connections and his ties with daniel killahan and uh, you know an mtk global and, and, and that's never that's never an association you particularly want after everything's unfolded with them but nevertheless he uh takes on the nicaraguan oh, i've said that so badly butchered that Nica, Nicaraguan? He's from Nicaragua, anyway. Um, Felix Alvarado, a former world champion at light flyweight. Um, so that's who Sonny Edwards flight fights in Sheffield, um, the utility arena on... Actually, it's tonight, so at the time of recording, it's Friday night. So if you're listening on Saturday, then you'll find out how this fight goes. But it's a big one. And it, like he says, he doesn't really care about being famous. He just cares about being successful. Yeah, um, I think... In terms of in terms of uh, the kind of personality to performance, uh, the way athletes go, I think Sonny is kind of he does he does enjoy a bit of both, and and why not when you know you've got opinions and, and things to say, why not express yourself? And he he does that very much on on social media. But you know when I see a lot of a lot of views or you know things that he is expressing, it's just about his passion. So. You know, as as you said with the the MTK association with Daniel Kinahan, that is staying on his career so far. Luckily, it's not a, a, a loss in a fight, but it is 
something arguably even worse. Uh, what would you rather? And, and you know, I, I rather I rather he lost because I, I and I think that if you asked him, he would the the association uh, because it doesn't doesn't affect you as much in the public in the public eye. You know, people have short attention spans, but if you lose in the ring, that's what they're going to remember. But well, if you look at a record, if you go on box rec in ten years' time, there's not going to be anything to do with Daniel Killahan on there, is there? But there, there will be a loss on there. You know, a loss stains your record. So I get your point, but at the same time, morally, I, I don't know. Would I want to be associated with gangsters? Is, is what they essentially are. If you've seen the Panorama documentary on yeah. BBC, and if you haven't, then go watch it. Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess it's a, a question of ethics and morals. That that hypothetical question, but he hasn't lost the fight. Um, he's unbeaten and he's unbeaten for a reason. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, a great boxer, but I think hope, hope learning curve for him and, you know, let's not be naive. I'm pretty sure he knew he's getting into with, with these guys. Um, but that's, that's, as I said, uh, a mistake that he's made, um, a mistake that I think he should apologize to people for. And not just, you know, zoning in on Sonny. I, I really do like him, uh, as a person, as a boxer, Apart from the mistake, I just think everyone who who was associated in this this big mess, this big scandal, um, all air fighters should definitely hold their hands up, be responsible for it, instead of uh, being in denial. Like I remember Tyson Fury was in in a few interviews, and um, and he had to deny it because there were journalists that were going at him, and you know they weren't shying away from the elephant in the room at the time, and and they were bringing it up and discussing it as they should be. So you know, I. I don't think Sonny deserves to be held accountable for it all the way through his career, but I think um, I think he, he had to have made a bit of a recovery in terms of um, in terms of Aaron, you know, kind of disassociate himself, and hopefully he learns to, uh, not to associate himself with those dodgy people again. And thank God that uh, Kinahan, I, I'm pretty sure he's is he is he serving jail time yet? I know, like I don't know, he's, he's... been. He's, he's no he's no longer in boxing. He's nowhere near yeah. boxing. He's not allowed in that's, there. I mean, that's justice in itself, but hopefully th- those guys can actually see um, see some sentences and, and really kind of face the consequences of, of what they've done because they not only tried to get themselves in, in a sport which is already corrupt, but, you know, they, they tried to corrupt uh, boxers too and, and leave a negative impact kind of everywhere they went. And it still left a negative impact on the Furies who can't get into into America, but I digress with, uh, with the fight coming up with, with Sonny Edwards. I think he's, I don't know if he's going to put on a clinic because it's actually a tough fight, which is what I love about the flyweight division. There are so many, uh, like high risk, low reward fights. You know, Felix Ricardo is not a, he's not a household name. No. Everyone doesn't know him, but these are the fights that Edwards needs to take to become a household name is this dangerous, low profile well, heavy puncher. You know, I think he's like got a really high high knockout rate. I was going to give a statistic, a, a percentage, but I, I couldn't off the top of my head. But, you know, this guy knocks out people for fun. Um, but I think that plays into Sonny's hands. You know, uh, he's got great timing, great feet, uh, amazing counter puncher. Um, so if he wants to come forward and bring the pressure on, I think he's going to have a long night in front of Sonny Edwards. Well, Sonny Edwards takes, takes the big fights. Tommy Fury's also fighting this weekend. That's on the undercard of... Mayweather versus Dejib, we'll talk about that. And and he's fighting a guy who I've never heard of, Paul Bamber. 
some uh, some Americans, seven fights, and the guys lost two of them. Uh, I think I think both of those losses were knockouts. So at least Sonny Edwards, even if they are you know, semi unknown names, will fight names that could do damage and could cause him a bit of trouble. I'm going to sleep with my hockey stick by my bed tonight because um, speaking that way about MTK, I, I might get a knock at the door. So um, <laughs> we'll we'll. Well, if not, if we're not recording our podcast and next week or the week after, then that's why. You know what happened? You, yeah, right here. It's right here on camera. Um, but yes, yeah, so Sunny Edwards in action. Uh, by the time you've listened to the potty, then you'll know what happened. So we'll discuss it uh, in our next episode. And we I just, actually one more before we move on from Sunny Edwards. He's, he's he's kind of he hasn't passed the buck, but he spoke a lot about having a union for boxers, so footballers. I'm pretty sure there's a footballers union. Or there's like a goalkeeper's union. There are different unions in football. And I'm pretty sure that's what Sonny Edwards is trying to get at here. And he says that they there needs to be a union to protect boxers. But what do you think of that? I think it's 100% right, mate. Especially when they come to the tail end of their careers. We've seen it throughout history. And if something like this doesn't get put, put forward, uh, we're going to see it for the years to come as well. It, that is one change, you know. We've got so many things that we talk about in boxing that, that need changing from the drug test into the judging, you know, all of that. But this is such a sleeper that doesn't get enough attention uh, and doesn't get the attention that it deserves. It's taking care of these guys, not just through their career, because they, they do get, you know, nurtured through their career uh, in their training with their, their management and their promotions and networks. You know, they get financially taken care of. Um, and, you know, they'll, they'll get their hospital bills paid for them and, and private health care and stuff. But afterwards, you know, a, a lot of commonly and, and stereotypically almost boxers do do punching because they're, they're better at punching than their brain is at working. You know what I mean? So they're not necessarily understanding of uh, how to manage finances, how, how to kind of manage a lifestyle. And after they've spent 20, 30, 40 years just do like completely involved in that sport when they retire and that's ripped away from them what have they got it's a it is a whole new not to quote aladdin but it's a whole new world out there for them right so there needs to be literally there needs to be that that protection for them then someone to come in give them support say you've got this money or you know you haven't got enough money uh because you were going wild in your 20s at the peak of your powers so this is what you should start getting into you know get someone that can take them under their wing and, and give them job opportunities probably in around boxing you know or, that plays to their strengths yeah or pro- property ladders get on the get on a property ladder or inv- invest yeah. your money um I, I completely agree with you i just hope that the whole we need a boxers union thing isn't an excuse to get away from his kind of ties with mtk and i think i think that might have been one of the reasons he said that. So if that was the case, and I, I hope the kind of people understand that, that uh, there is no excuse. I think, for, I think, you know, as sort of, I don't, I don't know, boxers, like you said, aren't the most academical, but at the same time that they have their eyes open and they're not, they're not stupid because, yeah. they, because if you, if one was stupid, then you wouldn't make any money in boxing. And it, Sonny Edwards has, um, but a man who will make, more than Sonny Edwards probably has in his career in one night on Saturday night. And a man who has, has put in nowhere near the hard work that Sonny Edwards has and hasn't, well, just doesn't have a boxing background really at all is Deji, who's KSI's brother. Um, he lost to Jake Paul, which is stunning. And now he's fighting 
uh, well, I know he's your your favourite boxer ever, and some say he's the best of all time, pound for pound. It's Floyd Mayweather. Um, so that's happening this weekend. He won't be risking his undefeated record, Floyd. Um, I don't think it counts for anything. One and two, there is no way in a million years that he would ever lose with a fifty and zero record. Um, but you know, money's money's been back. He's been back in the ring over the last couple of years in exhibition fights, and this one will be exactly the same. Floyd will say to Deji, "I'll carry you for five or six rounds, then I'll drop you, and then we'll go back millionaires." That's what's going to happen. It's in Dubai, the Coca-Cola Arena. Um, Mayweather stopped Jake Paul, Logan Paul last year. Um, who Logan Paul lost to KSI, so there seems to be a trend here, doesn't he? Um, <laughs> no, listen, it's a pay-per-view fight on the zone. It's a bit of fun, but like I always say, with YouTubers fighting quite literally the best boxers that have ever lived, there surely is some sort of danger to it. Yeah, but I think, um, as, you know, we were talking about um, stereotypically, um, you know, not, uh, how do I put this? You know, stereotypically, as you said, not not academical boxers. Uh, it's, it's a very subjective and, and generalized view because Mayweather and, uh, as we mentioned, Sonny Edwards, you know, these are smart guys, as you said, with their eyes open. They know what's going on. Mayweather on Saturday will understand the dangers of, you know, of the dangers that he carries and that he poses to, to Deji. And Deji will be aware of this. It's an action, as you said. These guys will have had a conversation about it behind closed doors and said, you know, I'm not going to go all out. And you, you can see that in these exhibitions that Mayweather has. If you look, you know, if you watch, if you pay the money to watch it or you, you look through the highlights, you can see that he's just, he's still just doing what he enjoys. You know, it's like, it's, it's like these ex Premier League players that just turn out for their, for their Sunday league side. Okay. It isn't, you know, as financially oriented as this exhibition fight is, but it's just, still the same sentiment of doing what they like. And if you can make millions of pounds from doing it at the same time, why not? Why not? Why well, that's not? what, that's what I, I do agree with you in, in that sense. I don't want to be too negative towards it. I went to a rugby club this morning for, for work for the BBC and was doing stuff there because it's the rub, Women's Rugby World Cup final um, Saturday, 6.30am in New Zealand. So good luck, good luck to the uh, Red Roses. But he was saying to me, this chairman of this local rugby club in Derby, Derby Rugby Club, big shout out, that... You know, in rugby, they do get the ex-players, the big pro players coming back down and playing for their local clubs because that's what they love to do. And I suppose you're right. It's the same in boxing. Why not? And and they also make millions at the same time. So shouldn't bash it too much. And it's very good for the sport. You know, I've always said that despite, I think it's pretty obvious dangers and brings in a whole new audience to the sport. And yeah, I'm never going to be one of these boxing fans that doesn't want new new people in, involved. I think that's the whole point of sport. It should always be, be bringing in new people. And it's like Drive to Survive and Formula One brings in new people. Great. That's the way I look at it. You get all these snotty Formula One fans who hate the drive to survive, the crowd that it brings in. You know, get, they need to get over themselves. They need to stop living in the past. So I do agree with you there. But again, thinking back to kind of the safety side of it, Ricky Hatton's a 44-year-old and he's fighting... Uh, the legend Marco Antonio Barrera, the Mexican who's 47. Um, and Barrera was a unified WBC and IBF super, super featherweight champion. Uh, we all know about Ricky Hatton. Um, and again, it's like, you know, it's it's going to be an interesting fight. It's great to see Ricky Hatton doing what he loves. But at that age, one, does anyone want to see it? it two, is it going to be exciting? And three, is it dangerous? Yeah, I think, um, I think for... 
you know these these comeback um, or the the ex pro comeback exhibition fights for the most haven't got a great reception but for this one i haven't seen anyone really say a bad thing about it um which is which is strange because that's that's what i'm, I'm used to seeing is you know people saying like oh what's the point of this why has anyone got this but as long as these guys you know this is this is a different dynamic of course to mayweather deji because deji doesn't understand the game naturally like uh hatton and barrera will they they know they're like okay you know we've trained hard for this but we're still old. Let's just have, you know, a, a bit of a, a light to heavy spa. It's, you know, these guys aren't going for the kill. They haven't, they haven't got anything to kill the other man for. It's not for a world title. It's, you know, probably for a, a little paycheck. And as I said, just doing, just turning out for the sport they love and um, giving everyone, you know, think about these, these 40 to 50 year old um, or even older, maybe younger boxing fans who, have watched uh, Hatton and, and Barrera through through their life of uh, of you know watching boxing through the decades. Uh, this is so much nostalgia for them to to see these guys um, you know get in the ring with each other. It's you know we we can kind of look at it differently, and I you know I'm not going to watch it. I don't really see there's there's no hype in it for me. Do you know what I mean? But I don't think I'm the demographic that they're targeting with it for. You know, if I was a fifty-year-old, sixty-year-old, that's like if um, that's that's like me if, if Sonny Edwards in like forty years comes back comes back for a for a return exhibition. You know what I mean? Then I would be invested. So I think it's it's for the older audience. Um, and as I said, with the guys who know the game, I mean, <laughs> yeah, Barrera Barrera's got that dog in him. Do you know? Well, the pair of them do. The the pair of them used to have that killer instinct back in the day. So hopefully that doesn't. You know that spark doesn't get lit up into a bonfire too much, and and they end up going for each other. So uh, you know, hopefully they're behaved, disciplined, and just give the fans what they want. Yeah, and, and you say it, it appeals to the older fans for nostalgia, and it definitely does. It'll be like us watching Sonny Edwards or any of these British guys, Joyce, whoever, in fifty years' time. But also, I suppose younger fans may well have only heard the Hatton name through Campbell. They might be thinking, "Who's this old?" Who's this old fellow? Oh, it's Campbell's dad, you know. So that that's, <laughs> and that's credit to Campbell. I don't know if that that would be the case, but that, I guess that's another way of looking at it. So that that'll be an interesting fight. I also kind of assume that people might know who Ricky Hatton was. Forty-five wins, three losses, two of those to Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao. So that's who he was. An absolute legend. If you're listening and you're new to the sport, go back and watch some of his fights or read his books. I think we know one of the authors to those books. He didn't. Stop talking about it for three years at university. Um, so, Niall, if you're listening, <laughs> right, mate. Um, finally, then, we'll end on this. A uh, bit of a sad note, I suppose. Um, so, Ados, uh, you're a boss, Newly. It's a pretty tough name to say. He's 30 years old from Kazakhstan. You're, boss, you're bossy, Newly. Yeah. There you go. There you go. The boxing expert, I Max Taylor, in his, Wel- <laughs> in his Welsh accent coming through. It's been a long week. 5 a.m. starts on BBC Breakfast this week. Been a long week. Man's been through it. Yeah. Has been through it, but um, bit of sad news. He's in a coma. I think it's an induced coma, um, and that was following Saturday's fight against David Morrell Jr. for the WBA Super Middleweight Title. Or David Morrell Jr. is the Super Middleweight Title holder. But anyway, the fight ended in defeat. It was a twelfth round onslaught. Massive controversy. Should never have gone to the twelfth round, and then the referee sort of just watched it all unfold before actually taking action. So. Uh, not a great note to end it on and it highlights the real risks uh, uh, and 
dangers of boxing and, and obviously we we send all of our thoughts and, and love and prayers to their family but you know a, a tough a tough one to, to swallow a tough pill to swallow yeah massively and um while we were talking about this this boxers union um earlier and i said you know this that is the kind of sleeper of many things that need changing in boxing and i, I think i mentioned uh, judging and, and drug testing but oh my gosh protection of fighters during a fight just I cannot enough the, the refereeing and corner implications that, that need changing and need improving I don't know how they sent I don't know how they sent Ados out there I don't know how his corner sent him out there for another four rounds it is just beyond me like the priority that the, the fighter safety, safety the yeah. is just some. It sometimes just goes out the window, and you're thinking, how, like, uh, like how? When it's when it's so evident as well. Social media see it. The stadium see it. It's like everyone but their corner and the referee, who are the only guys in power to stop the fight, don't see it. It just doesn't make sense to me. They must do. So so, why on earth are you letting the fight continue? It just makes no sense to me. And you know, we're talking about the dangers that these guys in the exhibitions have. The, these are the real dangers, as I said, when when these guys are fighting for world titles. And, and these are warriors who, who are happy to risk their life. This is what needs understanding. They will they will happily die in that ring. That's and where they need to be protected. That That's where corners that's where need to step, need to step in, in, in and stop them from, from, from going when, when they think they can go on. But clearly... Very clearly, from an outsider's point of view, they can't. That that is what needs to change. And I think I think you're right. I think that there does need to be a boxers' union, but for the right reasons, not the wrong reasons. I don't think there should be a union to defend poor decisions made. Often, boxers make poor decisions. Boxing's been put in a very bad light by Conor Ben, and and uh, I don't think Sonny Edwards put boxing in a bad light. I think that's really harsh. No, but yeah, he, he hasn't. But you know, he's made bad decisions, and yeah, boxers very frequently made bad decision it, it, decisions it's it's a part and parcel of the sport but i think there should be a union for for the health and safety of boxers and it's an interesting point raised by sonny edwards and that could be a really a nice way to to round off his legacy if that's what he brings to boxing then he has cemented himself in the history books uh, so yeah I, I i agree with you on that on that regard yeah yeah i mean if he can have a strong career you know unify or, or become undisputed in flyweight divisions and bring this it, he deserves so much credit for for changing the landscape of boxing because you know with Ados Yubasi Nuli um and if if there if there's a union during that that something might have changed I'm not saying you know that's that's what was needed to to change what has happened over this this coming week with Ados but you know maybe maybe there there might be something out there you know something some policy uh, where we can we can put forward to a corner or a referee and say if they've endured this many power shots by this round. I know a lot, you know, that it's hard to put something in, in place like that because different boxers have different chins and, and different endurance. And, you know, w one fight can, uh, one punch, sorry, can change any fight. So it's hard to put something like down like that that's going to generalize it completely for all boxers. But all, all, the, all it needs is, I think in in the Yabossi Nuli morale case is just common sense. Just looking at what you're seeing and knowing that it needs putting a stop to. So, you know, ho hopefully we don't have to be talking about many more examples of this. Hopefully something does come and, and change. And unfortunately, I, I feel like 
you know, I don't ever want this to be necessary, and I'm I'm wishing Yabossi Nuli a recovery and you know perfect uh, physical and, and mental well-being after this, and you know hopefully his his condition gets better. But it's it's just a shame that these things happen, and and these these are the things that are the catalysts for change, and these are the things that incite change. It should just happen anyway. People people should just know that we don't want boxers getting into this. Uh, level of uh, health conditions yeah. to to wake us up. We we don't need that to happen. We don't need. Well, we've had we've we've, we've also had had enough deaths and enough wake up calls in this sport that we shouldn't shouldn't need to to keep happening. And like you said, it can happen as a fluke in boxing. You never know. A punch can change everything in boxing, as as so many people down the line have learned. But in football, in fairness, they've learned with concussion subs. Uh, same in rugby. If you get concussed in rugby, that's it. You're off. So uh, I think it's boxing's turn to to make that step, and and also why not give it a go? If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If you, if, you know if, if a union doesn't work, then it doesn't. But I don't see the harm in in trying to put one in place. Yeah, exactly. And um, literally f- for the sake of the the boxers that that we've seen unfortunately have to fall to medically induced comas and other you know really debilitating, devastating health conditions over the years. So yeah. Um, I think, you know, more people like Sonny Edwards who try and, and push for change uh, for this to happen, the better. It, on, only good things can, can come of it. And hopefully, yeah, we, we see that kind of, you know, really depressing statistic in, in boxing decrease. Um, and, you know, that that's all I can ask for because these guys put their lives on the line for our entertainment. And we're lucky enough to sit down you know, perfectly healthy on our podcast and talk about it. Well, you know, somebody that's gone and brought us um, amazing entertainment is is sat, you know, with his his family and and all his fans worried sick to him. And you know, we we don't know if he's if he's going to live to see another day. It's 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 horrible stuff. And and as you said, it's the dangers of boxing. But hopefully, change can come about where these these situations don't happen anymore. Well, we risk, uh, wish him a, a speedy recovery. Uh, you've had an entertaining week, haven't you? What's that? You've had an entertaining week. What's been going on in the world? Oh, of mate, yeah. Uh, little, little bits of everything, really. You know, some travelling here and there. I'm up in Birmingham right now. Um, more, tra- I mean, every weekend I, I try and get get not get away from home, like I'm running away from it or, or anything. Like, <laughs> but I'll, I'll see my people. But um, on the weekend, you know, it's, it's great to go to other cities. You know. You're obviously um, in Derby and then back in London sometimes. So to nip up to the middle and see, you know, friends, family, everyone's great. And um, yeah, with uh, with the internship uh, this last week, crazy, crazy Wednesday day. Um, we had a triple header in uh, with the court game. So one netball game, two basketball. Uh, and then like 8 p.m. it was a Derby. It went down to the last minute. It was just mental, but um, you know the the effort that kind of we put into set up the broadcast, get the broadcast running, and then have the uh, students come and put on a fantastic job of commentary, from commentary to replays. You know they they cover everything. So um, yeah, we put in a great team effort to uh, hopefully deliver everyone a, a great day of sport on Wednesday. So it's it's not just boxing that I dabble in. Right. Um, He's a man a of many talents, you know, fanatic. He's a man of many talents. He really, really is our Max Taylor. And yeah, judging by his Instagram, he, he's a busy man. Uh, so lucky to have his time. I'm, I'm lucky to have to have that bit of time with him every week on the Midman yeah. Podcast. He had a great chat with 
Mighty Max Boxing last week. Go and have a listen to that. Um, and next week or the week after, we'll try and get another guest on when we can. We've got a few in the pipeline, so we're just sorting them out. And uh, as it stands, I quite enjoy having a chat with you, Max. That's fine with me. Uh, so thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, it's been a, a long week, personally. Plenty of 5 a.m. starts on BBC Breakfast and doing stuff there. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been good fun. You you impressed me, mate. The the way you can get up at, at four forty five. I had to get up. I had one six forty five start, and I was I was had my own pity party all morning. So uh, yeah, mate, you're really out there doing God's work um, for for the people of Derby, really for for the sporting fans of Derby. So fair play to you. Uh, also, shout out to Marty Max. He shouts you out, Noah, because obviously he didn't get the uh, opportunity to speak to you last week. So you know he he gives his uh, his thanks and praises to you. Hopes to uh, well, we we will have him on. We will definitely. Years. Means a lot, yeah. And, um, and yeah, I mean, just t- talking of, of future guests, uh, you know, as Noah said, we, we've got a pipeline of them uh, to come up, and hopefully we can uh, get Sonny Edwards on as well because I know he's a great talker. It'd be great to kind of go over the topics that we discussed today with him. Uh, very expressive guy, uh, down to earth guy as well, which is quite rare with with world class athletes. So um, yeah, on on to uh, on to bigger and better things as the middlemen do uh, every week. So yeah, as Noah said, thank you guys for listening. And uh, we'll, be back, we'll be back with plenty more headlines, guests, topics, controversy, everything that you like to hear. So we'll see you soon.